Welcome. This is Texas TL in exile. I am TL and I feel like I'm in exile and if most of you people don't yet, give it time. What I mean by that is I still live in the United States of America theoretically but it doesn't abide by any of the rules that it's supposed to abide by and uh, it's not any not very happy with me for who I am. Now I've done nothing to well okay maybe I've done a few things to incur that ire but not from the general population certainly. This podcast is not going to be a political podcast for any more than I can absolutely get away with it. The trouble is politics are in every aspect of life. I would prefer to talk about books. I'm a reader and I'm a writer. I have about five novels out there and a couple of nonfiction books, a bunch of magazine articles, stuff like that. I write screenplays. So I'd really rather talk about that. But unfortunately, um, politics are in everything. They're in your school. They're in your arts. You know, only the people who say what they want, you know, the, the people in charge want to hear get the grants. It's in science, which is weird. That may have happened longer ago than I thought, but it's really bad now. It's in uh, the film industry, certainly. It's in um, about anything you can think of that you want to do has some association with the government involved in it and so politics are involved in it and now they're trying to divide up the vaxxed and the unvaxxed and I can't figure that out for the life of me because if you are vaxxed you should be safe from the the COVID right theoretically uh, I know most people watching this are going to know better than that, but theoretically, if you're vaxxed and you're, you're clear from COVID, if you're unvaxxed, more than likely you've had the COVID already. If you're unvaxxed and haven't had the COVID, now's the best time to get it because the Omicron variant is more transmissible, but less much less deadly because I don't know if anybody's ever died from it yet. That's the time to get it. it I mean, you know, let me put you this way. This was the medical thinking until 2020. This was the medical thinking. If you don't have a disease or some virus or whatever and a weak strain had come along, that was a good time to get the, the, let's say, COVID or any other thing. The way it was back then, if, if there was some flu going around that was different than the normal flu, that you should go ahead and get it and get it over with and get the antibodies. I don't know what happened to that. That disappeared. Plum off the table. So, if you're vaxxed, you're safe. If you're unvaxxed but have had COVID, you're safe. If you're unvaxxed and haven't had COVID, you should get the Omicron and be safe. That was medical thinking before. So, 
when they say you're vaxxed, now you can still get COVID. So it doesn't work. Right? Oh, it works against those, but you won't you won't get it, but you'll get the variant. So you gotta have a booster. Okay. The most vaxxed people in the United States, the highest percentage of people who are vaxxed is Vermont. Right? It's like ninety some percent are vaxxed in Vermont. They have the their their hospitals are right now clogged up with people who are asymptomatic. In other words, they're so afraid of the COVID, Omicron, that they're in the hospital trying to figure out if they have it or not. But they're all vaxxed. So, the reason for this is, is the vaccine isn't the vaccine. We've been trying to figure out how that all works. That's why that all works. The vaccine isn't a vaccine. A vaccine is designed, you take some small bit of the actual virus and you degrade it and then you inject it. Same thing, you know, people, people today are so vastly different from even five years ago in their thought process that it blows my mind. That's why you would go get <laughs> some disease. So do you get the antibodies? The antibodies are the cure, right? Your body doesn't create those antibodies until it gets it. So the vaccine should have something that will stimulate the antibodies. But it don't. Because you can still get it. And you can get every variant coming out from it. You can still get it, no matter how vaxxed you are. Because it's not. It's just chemicals. It's mRNA with a bunch of things that carry the mRNA to the cells. And I don't know what's in it. You know, there's speculation that there's all kinds of weird stuff in it. I don't know. I've never put it under a microscope, I can't say. All I can say is what's so obvious to everybody. It don't work. So, and here's the other part. If I have gotten it before, I have the antibodies, why would I get the vax? See what I'm saying? What I'm talking about is critical thinking. Not whether I want people to like me or not, or accept me or not, or, or be part of the group or part of the clan, you know, the vax clan. Or how hard they push until they can answer some of these questions. I'm not taking it. And I don't think anybody should take it. And for more reasons than that. But the first one is, if you can still get it, then it's not a vaccine. And you're telling me it's a vaccine, so you're lying to me right off the bat. Then you change the definition of what a vaccine is to cover the fact that you lied to me back there. That doesn't improve me. And that doesn't improve my confidence in what you're saying or telling me to do. I'm more, I'm healthier than a lot of people. I'd just soon get the dang COVID, get the antibodies myself, and then not worry about ever getting vaxxed. But they won't allow you to do that, and why not? 
See, that's a critical thinking part of this deal. You know, that 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 drives me crazy that 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 isn't being used to 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 determine whether or not somebody gets it or not. And these are simple things. This isn't getting into all the other ancillary issues about the vaccine. Very simply, if it's something that's not going to build antibodies because there's no real vaccine in it, then I'm not taking it. I'll just get the COVID. I don't think it's any worse than the flu. Sorry, nobody has proved to me with a 99.9% survival rate, nobody has proved to me that it's any worse than the flu. And the statistics will tell you that too. In 2018 and 2019, flu cases and deaths from the flu, by the way, were somewhere around 30, 35,000. In 2020, 1,100. So, where did that come from? The other thing is one of the first people that they injected uh, the most to keep their job were pilots. In 2019 and 2020, there was like one death in 2019 of an airline pilot. And I think there were three deaths of airline pilots in 2020. Or 20, yeah, 2020. In 2021, there were 111. So you can extrapolate whatever you want out of that. What I extrapolate out of it is the vaccine's killing them. Or it's making them so susceptible to COVID that COVID's killing them. But it wouldn't do that if it wasn't destroying your immune system. So what I'm getting at is you can get vaxxed or not. Totally up to you. I'm not going to try to convince you one way or the other. I want uh, the, the bigger, more important issue here is for you to evaluate how you make these decisions. And if you can recognize that somebody wants to give you three shots of something that's not has no, there's no liability to the government. There's no liability to the manufacturer. They can shoot you up and you can die from it. And the, and the, and the sad part is if you do get shot up with it and you do die from it as an adverse effect, your health insurance, your life insurance isn't going to pay off because it doesn't pay off when you participate in experimental vaccines. And this is an experimental vaccine. This has not been through all of the different trials that it needs to go through and all the data accumulated. They didn't have time, so they just threw down the emergency use authorization and covered everybody. But you, that's another part of the critical thinking process. Who gets hurt? Just you. The doctors don't get sued. The pharmaceutical company doesn't get sued. The government doesn't get sued. Nobody, none of these people can get held responsible for what they're doing. So they're just making you a guinea pig with no liability on anybody's part. And the backside of that is if you've been paying life insurance for a long time, it ain't no good. So without getting into the, 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 the white rabbit, you know, going down the rabbit hole, chasing the white rabbit, without doing any of that, I can tell you that this is, this is a non-starter. 
for those reasons alone. Then you start getting into some of the other things, like myocarditis, um, young soccer players dropping over dead, you know, all vaxxed, you know. Those are just adverse effects, I guess. Uh, the continued push for a vaccine when we know dang well now by the studies by India, by Tokyo, that ivervectin is a, is, a, is a very good drug to use to get over this. There's been anecdotal information from people who were well-known who have made the same statement. Um, see, it doesn't make any sense. And so what I'm saying is an American citizen who relies on his other citizens to make good decisions so that we don't all make horrible decisions and wind up with a horrible future because of those decisions. That's where my concern comes from. Now, if you want, if you're vaxxed, that's not my problem. If you have myocarditis from it, that's not my problem either. It's not the government's problem. It's not the pharmaceutical company problem. It's not your doctor's problem. It's only yours. So you can do whatever you want with your body. I believe in that 100%. But when you when you restrict me from doing this, having being able to make the same decision, then we get into a problem, don't we? At least we used to. That's the way it used to be. And what what have you given up? Ultimately, this is why when in the in the trailer that I recorded, I hearkened back to the seatbelt law, because that was the first time that the government told me I had to do this thing for my own safety. And I could reject it. And I did reject it. Because even with that, even with something I know is proven, the seatbelt law will save your life. There's no doubt. The seatbelt can, on occasion, just like the Vax, kill you. It can keep you in a burning car. It can keep you in a, a submerged car. And if you want to know how often cars catch on fire, it's a lot more often than you think. It can keep you in a burning car, can keep you in a submerged car, and you can't get out, at least not before you drown. It can keep you in a wreck that you'd have been better off if you'd been thrown out of. But most of the time, the large majority of the time, if you wear the seatbelt, you're going to live, and you're going to have less injuries than if you didn't. That's just the truth. I may not agree with wearing one, but that's the truth. But the only reason I don't agree with wearing one is because the government told me to. You have to decide <clears throat> that if they think they have to make you do it, why isn't your critical thinking and your common sense driving you to that conclusion anyway? See what I mean? That's why I brought it up. Because once they started taking over that territory in your own decision making and your own thought processes, that's when they got into territory that's not theirs. It's one of the reasons I wrote the book, Nine Principles of Freedom, because it seems like people have forgotten the very value of freedom. And one of the very valuable 
one of the very valuable things about freedom is the ability to make your own decisions about your own life and your own health. Now, I know that they tried to make it out that you couldn't have that decision because it was going to impact so many other people. And that's how they tried to make it out. It had a 99.9% .9 survival rate. Unless you were over 70, you had like all these other comorbidities and, and other health problems that, that you probably died as much from them as you did COVID. But for the average guy, or average person, I should say, that's not to be politically correct, it's to be accurate. The average person has just 0.1% chance of dying from COVID. So why put on the big push? Why was it so important? Now you can say in a lot of ways that it was for other reasons, and it clearly is for other reasons. I don't know what all of them are. I have, you know, the election might have been one. Um, the actual power grab. It might have initially just been a test uh, to see how far they could push us. How far can they push? A, a otherwise freedom-loving people, what are the things that, that lead to tyranny and oppression? Because the government, you have to understand, any government that's ever been instituted, including this one, is the process of taking from the people. That's what it's there for. Now, to whatever extent that works to give you more freedom, that's fine. But that's what it is by nature. A government is a thing to take freedom and property from you. Their obligation then is to provide you with things that will be worth it. Your freedom and your property. At least that little bit of freedom. A little bit of liberty that you have to give up. If it doesn't do that then it just becomes theft and depression. And where that's at the lower end of the scale, well, well that's, that's what the whole American experiment is about. How much freedom and property do I have to get up, give up to get the most freedom and property? That's the balancing beam that we're supposed to be finding out for the rest of the world where that is and somewhere along the line we gave up about 1900 and said it's all about government power and that's what we're going to pursue from now on not how to give the people more freedom and more wealth but how for the government to just have more power so that we can guide things so that the government can guide things and it doesn't rely on human beings So the vax, man, the vax mandate really is a question of what you'll believe, what you'll buy, even if it's going even if it's gonna kill you when you do what they tell you. If you think about it like that, as a test of your resolve, how many have failed? Sixty percent have failed. And what bothers me probably more than anything else is that they're failing for their children. 
they're giving these vaccines to their children now. As far down as five years old. And they have no choice to say one thing or another. But the one thing I would like you to do, if you if you are willing to, to take this sort of conversation and take it to the next level in your personal life, ask yourself this, or ask some of your government uh, people, why is natural immunity not being talked about at all when it should be as high up on the on the you know on the on the talking points as the vaccine? Why is it never talked about? Why is VAERS not being presented actually truthfully? I mean, what do they care? They're not liable for any of it. What if the VAERS, which is Vaccine Adverse Event System, why aren't the VAERS truthful? <laughs> you have people saying, and I've heard it from a number of places, that they're like, you take that number and you times it by four or five or ten, and you'll arrive at how many uh, uh, vaccine adverse effects are actually being reported. Uh, reporting system, I guess. Um, are actually being reported legitimately, truthfully. You know? Because I do think it's a test. And I think we failed it miserably. I think the whole pandemic was a test to some degree. And we failed it miserably. We put masks on our face, masks that don't work, that'll tell you on the box you buy it don't work, that anybody of any 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 logic at all knows it doesn't work. And the only reason they think it works is because hospital employees wear it. Well, the only reason they wear it is to keep anything from their mouth or their nose from dripping into surgical fields or... Um, having blood-borne pathogens <laughs> exerted into their mouth. I mean, they don't wear it to keep from getting a virus, for heaven's sakes. There's no way it would do <laughs> There's no way it would do it. Um, the CDC will tell you that if you wear a mask, it won't protect you against smoke particles in, like, because in some places they have wildfires. Don't wear it for that because it won't stop it. Well, a smoke particle is about somewhere around 50 to 100 times larger than a virus. So if it won't protect you from the smoke particle, how exactly is it to protect you from a virus? From a virus that kills 0.01% or 3 or whatever it is of the population, and everybody else recovers. I've not heard of anybody who's had the COVID, who survived, who after, you know, it might take a while, a couple months, uh, didn't recover all of their lung capacity or most of it or whatever, you yeah. So that's just a little critical thinking using the vaccine mandate. Where it gets into the mandate part is where you need to be afraid of it. Because that threatens to change this country completely. In fact, it already has changed it completely. Our military has been degraded because a lot of people won't take it. Our airline, people won't want to talk about this, but a lot of the airline pilots have seen what's happened to their 
111 brothers over one year and sisters over one year and won't take it because they know them, some of them personally and that they were fine until they took the vax and now they can't fly or are dead. Uh, they have to protect their, their livelihood and that relies on being healthy. You have to take physicals quite often. So we just had a deal where the, uh, the uh, just had a report where up to 10,000 flights around the world have been canceled. And they say it's all kinds of different things, but uh, 750 flights were canceled in the United States yesterday. Now, that's staffing. You can say it's weather, you can say it's whatever, that's staffing. It isn't that they're all getting the COVID. It's the ones that did take the vax do have the COVID, and the ones who didn't take it can't fly because they're not under the mandate. They're under the mandate, which is bluff and bluster from the corporations anyway. It's not There is no federal vax mandate that's not under, right now, under uh, uh, injunction anyway. So it doesn't really matter. OSHA has never really come out with what exactly their mandate is supposed to be, but it's as unconstitutional as anything else. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I know I got a little bit off course here and there, and I apologize for that. I'm going to try to get better, do better. Um, but I certainly hope you'll come back and see if we can wade through this a little bit. If we use some historical perspectives, some critical thinking, we can pretty much wipe out most of the stuff that's going on and causing us problems in their country. Uh, so this is T.L. signing off. Thank you very much.